0: Bringing you all the buzz on sports in the beehive state. It's the Hive Sports Podcast. Jazz, college, football, bees, we got them all. So listen up, because we 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 got the buzz. Turn down the volume. Turn down for Utes nation, how's it going? I hope you're all still celebrating that Utes football first victory last Saturday, I know I am, Uh, but we gotta look forward uh, to today and the rest of the season, hopefully we can build on that and get another win today, but anyways, welcome in to another Swoop Saturday podcast presented by the Hive Sports, of course, I am your host Zach Rieger, on today's show, I'll start off the same way I do pretty much every week, gotta talk about my top 5 Utes In the NFL for this past week, week 13. Then I'll recap the Utes' big win against Oregon State. It'll probably be a little bit brief recap. uh, Just like last time, but definitely not as short as last week's recap. Because, you know, it's going to be easier to talk about this one. A little bit easier. We didn't blow a (laughs) three-score lead in the second half. So... A little bit easier to talk about, a little more fun to talk about. Uh, Won't be as brief there. Then I'll get into a preview of today's game against Colorado. And lastly, we got to talk a little bit about some Utah Utes basketball as well, since the basketball season is in full swing. Gave them a little shout-out last week, and they came out to care business against Idaho State. But now today, they got a nice little in-state rivalry game against BYU. So let's get into it. But of course, before I do, be sure to give our accounts a follow at The Hive Sports on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And you can find me on Twitter at ZachRieger18. You know about our other accounts as well. We're expanding the Cave Sports, Town Sports, all great content. So let's get into it. Top 5 Utes in the NFL in Week 13. Coming in at number 5 is free safety for the New Orleans Saints, Marcus Williams. They got the win against the Falcons last week, 21-16. He got the start, of course, as he has every game. And he got seven tackles and one pass breakup. Great game for the Saints. They've looked great, even with Taysom Hill at quarterback and not Drew Brees. So, great game for him. Uh, He has the Eagles and rookie quarterback Jalen Hurts. (laughs) Up tomorrow So we'll see how that game goes We'll see what Hurts can do Definitely can't be worse than what we've been seeing with Carson Wentz So we'll see Uh, He should be in for a big game Going up against a rookie quarterback in his first start And Marcus Williams is just great The Saints defense has really come together these past few weeks And really helped Taysom Hill and the offense out So great game by Marcus Williams He comes in at number 5 Coming in at number 4 I have Alex Smith I really, really, really wanted to put him higher on the list, but it was hard. There were a lot of good uh, Utes plays this week. Uh, a couple week, it's weird. Some weeks it's kind of hard to come up with the top five because there's not everyone did amazing, and then there's weeks where like ten, fifteen players do awesome. So it's kind of hard. Alex Smith going into Pittsburgh. Takes down the undefeated Steelers. Like, that in itself, that's fantastic. He played well, 31-46, 296 yards, and one touchdown. Like, he, he deserves to be on this list, but I, I just couldn't do it. <laughs> I was back and forth a lot on this. Alex Smith, incredible. Uh, just great game. Washington football team still looking very much in the playoff hunt. I know technically everyone in the NFC East is. But Washington and the Giants are tied for first right now. The Giants do have the tiebreaker. But Alex Smith, he's looked great. And uh, they play the Niners next week. So it does not get a whole lot easier. It gets a little easier uh, just because the Steelers are better than the Niners. But the Niners are still a great opponent, great defense. So Alex Smith will have to come to play again. But that hasn't been a problem yet so far. Coming in at number three is someone who I have not mentioned yet at all on this podcast, and that could potentially be because of the team he plays for. (laughs) That's Javelin Guidry, the cornerback (laughs) for the New York Jets. He's not even the starter. He came in off the bench, but he played great against Vegas. He got six tackles, and he, he had two forced fumbles and just... So, that two forced fumbles just really did for me. And that's why I had to throw him in above Alex Smith. And also, you know, he, he's a first-timer on the list. So, that's fantastic. Very happy for him. Uh, as happy as I can be for someone that's playing on the Jets. Um, yeah, I don't think they're going to get a win this year. Uh, that looked to be about their best chance against the Raiders. And they gave it up. They blitzed on... <laughs> uh, Hail Mary opportunity So that, that sums up the Jets season pretty well And next week they have the Rams Hopefully Gidru can play pretty well uh, Against the Rams But the Rams should get the win pretty easily Against the Jets And then coming in at number 2 Starting defensive tackle for the Detroit Lions Rookie John Penasini he played well against the Bears, and the Lions got the win. Uh, the Bears are just, I don't even know what's going on with them. They are just going downhill fast. that I mean, it's weird because their offense actually looked good this week. They put up 30 points. I know it was the Lions' defense, but Panacini played well, got the start again, three tackles, and got a pretty much a fumble recovery to seal the game and seal the win for the Lions. So, fantastic game for him. Uh, getting that late of recovery. Lions win 34-30. Got another divisional game against the Packers uh, tomorrow. So, we'll see how that goes. Uh, probably won't go too well for the Lions, but we'll see if Panacini can do any damage. Because uh, he, he definitely could. Then coming in at number one has to be Tim Patrick. He played great last Sunday night against the Chiefs. They did lose the game, but they played... Pretty well, I mean, the final score is 22-16. It was a pretty close game. Tim Patrick, four, only four catches, but he had the 44 yards, and he got two touchdowns, which really sealed it and really gave the Broncos a chance. Tim Patrick has really kind of emerged as one of Drew Locke's favorite targets, uh, which is crazy when you have Jared Judy, K.J. Hamler, but we know Kansas City is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, like, against receivers, and Tim Patrick still had a great game. And, like, we know Tim Patrick's talent and his ability has been in the league for a few years now. And I'm happy for him. This is kind of a good breakout campaign. And hopefully next year uh, he plays well again, uh, even with Cortland Sutton coming back. Tim Patrick seems to have really found his role uh, with the Broncos. So, great Great game uh, for him and for all these guys. It, it was tough this week because there were a few people that I wanted to mention and I couldn't quite fit them into my top five. The ranking was kind of difficult as well, but that's the list I got. So we got Marcus Williams, Alex Smith, uh, Javelin Guidry, John Penasini, and Tim Patrick rounding out my top five. But all right, into the recap. Utah versus Oregon State. Guys, the Utes did it. They <laughs> they got a win in 2020. Final score of 30-24. to 24, Which, you know, to brag a little bit, to take a little dub. Uh, I probably don't deserve to brag, but I'm going to do it anyways. Because I was pretty close. My prediction last week, if you remember on the podcast, I said 31-27. Final score of 30-24. That's pretty close. I'll give myself that one. Once again, I don't know if I deserve it because it wasn't correct. But I'll pat myself on the back. And... Do it because why not? It's my podcast. (laughs) But anyways, uh, great win. Great to see Utah get the dub. Once again, Ty Jordan was the one that stole the show. He ran for 167 yards, obviously a career high, since it was only his third game. But that, I mean, 167 yards in your third career game, unbelievable. As a true freshman as well, you have to throw that in there. Also guys, first touchdown, first career touchdown, first touchdown of the season on a one-yard run in the second quarter. He also contributed 22 yards receiving as well on two catches. So it it's weird. I mean, I just talked about, you know, bragging about something I was right about. Something I wasn't quite so right about was my thoughts of a running back by committee uh, for most of the year. Especially with a big 2020 and being a short in the season. You know, it made sense. But I think it makes even more sense now. <laughs> To just roll with Ty Jordan. The thoughts of a running back by committee. Long over, long gone. And rightfully so. But it's weird. Ty Jordan had 21 more carries than Devin Brumfield, who was second on the team in carries. Like that, that's unbelievable. He only had six carries, Brumfield did. Jordan had 27. Like that, that shows and the fact that he also got two catches. Like Ty Jordan's going to be the workhorse back for at least... I want to say four years, <laughs> uh, for Utah. So very encouraging, very promising to see him again, just dominate and like he's special. He is fun to watch. He's he's gonna be great. Uh, you know, moving off of him because we talked about him so much, <laughs> rightfully deserved. Uh, we also got to say welcome back Burton Covey. How about that performance? Four touch or four catches, four touchdowns would've been awesome, but he only got two. <laughs> he had four catches for 54 yards and a touchdown uh, through the air, a receiving touchdown. But then he also had a 64 yard punt return touchdown in the fourth quarter to put Utah up 30 to 10. Just fantastic game for him. Great to see him coming back. And he, he really can be just a dynamic force. We, Ty Jordan's doing awesome, but we want to see our offense, the Utes offense, get better passing the ball you have Brent Keithy who's awesome who you know finally seemed to be involved <laughs> in a game then you throw in Burton Covey coming back playing well that's great and that's time to talk about guys like Brian Thompson uh who's athletic and have showed flashes so really want to get this passing game going uh because if you get the passing game going it's only going to do good for the running game even if Maybe the yards numbers goes down a little bit. It'll be more effective when the defense has to respect the pass. So, great game on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, the defense looked good again too. I mean, they were up thirty to ten after that Kovi punt return touchdown. They only gave up ten points the first three quarters and a little bit of change. I mean, Oregon State did start to come back late in the game, but luckily Utah held on to win. Uh, The defense was especially good. Really where they won this was on their third down defense. Oregon State was only 2 of 13 on third down conversions. And they were 1 of 3, I believe, on fourth down conversions. So the youth's defense was very good at getting off the field. And that's what you got to do. So they played a great Utah game. Good defense. Good running attack. Uh, I think they had 35 minutes time of possession. So they won that. Battle as well. Great game for them. Great way to get their first win. Uh, just because it was kind of on brand for Utah and for a Kyle Whittingham team. Uh, for more information, to uh, I mean, as you guys know, all about that game already since it was last week. But if you want to see a little bit extra insight, uh, be sure to check out Justin Adams' Chart Them Up article this week. He's doing them every week. They're awesome. Just different fun stats, uh, all charts and graphs and all that fun stuff just to really see and really break down what happened in the game. So another great article by him. So be, go check that out and be on the lookout for that every week after a Utah game. All right, heading into the game today, Utah versus Colorado. It's a day game. I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm so excited. I'm here in the Midwest where it's an hour later than Mountain Standard Time. So I'm loving it. It's a nice wake-up, 11 o'clock kickoff. I don't have to stay up super late. It's fantastic. I I love the day games. So I'm I'm very excited about that change. Uh, maybe it's just me, but I, I love the fact that it's a day game. Uh, heading into... The preview, Colorado has kind of surprised everyone. They're undefeated on the year, and they've looked pretty good. And the main reason why is Jarek Broussard, their running back. Like, this game's going to be a battle of rushing attacks. Obviously, Ty Jordan's going to eat. He's going to do his thing. But Colorado running back, (laughs) Broussard, he already has over 700 rushing yards. And that's through, I think, four games. I think they're 4-0. Like, oh my gosh. Like, he, he had 300 rushing yards last week against Arizona. Like, he's he's unbelievable. And, like, this is going to be a battle of the rushing attacks. I'm excited to see it. But because of these rushing attacks, I really think this one will come down to who can make the most throws. Which team, which quarterback. Who can be most successful throwing the football? Bentley's been pretty inconsistent for us, which has kind of led to the use having an inconsistent offense, which isn't very good to have, so you want to kind of put that together. And then Colorado quarterback, Sam Neuer, he he really hasn't had to do much. He threw for, like, 92 yards last week. He threw for two picks as well, so he really didn't do much. Had a very subpar game, and, I mean, they still got the win because <laughs> they had Broussard running for 300 yards. So he even if he would have had a good game, uh, I can't even imagine what they would have done, which is what Colorado fans are really rooting on and what they're thinking about. They're like, if Neuer in the passing game can just have an average day, uh, this Colorado team's going to be even more tough to beat. Uh, and I think the same can kind of be said for Utah and Bentley. Uh, you kind of saw them slowly start to get uh, some more... Of the receivers and weapons going against Oregon State. So hopefully that continues. And Bentley, hopefully with each week. Each week it seems like he's gotten a little better, a little more comfortable. Uh, so hopefully that streak can continue as well. When it comes to a score prediction, which I, of course, have to give, I'm, I'm going to go with Utah 27, Colorado 21. Hopefully I'm as close, if not closer, on this one. Uh, as I was last week. But yeah, so Utah 27, Colorado 21. I think it's gonna be a little lower scoring. I know that's still not too uh, low scoring. It's 27, 21. But I think the bounce attacks or the rushing attacks are gonna kinda bounce each other out. And I my prediction is Bentley's gonna make a couple more good throws than Neuer will to really separate utah from the pack it's gonna be a close one it's gonna be a fight to the end <laughs> and so i think it's gonna be another great game another close one hopefully utah can get the second win in a row and really start building uh heading into next year because uh, i i mean i know we still have games this year but it just seems like each game just trying to prep for next year at least that's how i've kind of seen it uh so great job i hope they can win again But okay, (laughs) heading into some Utah Utes men's basketball. Utah and BYU, unfortunately, they weren't able to play this year in football. I mean, how sad is that? It's it's whatever. I'm starting to finally get over it, even though I probably won't ever. Uh, But they face off today in basketball. I I believe it's it's 5 o'clock Central Time, making it 4 o'clock Mountain Time. So cannot wait for that one. Utah's looked good. They're two and zero on the young season. BYU's five and two, coming off a very close loss to Boise State, seventy four seventy. I think I think it's going to be a good one. Uh, I'm not going to get too deep into it. Just kind of wanted to touch on it, give a couple quick hitters. Uh, but be sure to check out Daniel Wilson's preview uh, on the Hivesports.com. It was just published Thursday. Like I said, it's on the Hive Sports. He breaks down the matchups by position. So he talks point guard, shooting guard. Small forward, power forward, center. What the matchups are going to be like. And it's just kind of a good, insightful article uh, heading into the game. Kind of gets you ready to go. Uh, so that should be go. He's a Utah State fan, so, you know, pretty unbiased. So if you're looking for that, <laughs> uh, he's the guy to go to. Uh, you guys would probably love an article written by me. Uh, I don't know how accurate it would be, but it would possibly be in Utah's favor. I don't want to say anything like that. But... <laughs> Uh, Anyways, go give that article a read before the game. I'm going to give a score prediction on that one as well. I'm going to go with 74-68 Utah. I think Utah's just looked good. Uh, They looked good against Washington week one. Uh, They looked great against Idaho State. They did what they were supposed to do. And, I mean, it's going to be a good one. Uh, BYU's a little more experienced. They're heading into their uh, eighth game when Utah's only heading into their third, so it'll be something. But kind okay, of my super analytical thought process on how Utah will achieve 74 is because Utah's first game, they put up 76. La- or their last game against Idaho State, they put up 75, so it's only right they put up 74 again, which is what Boise State put up for or against BYU to win. So I think 74 is just a good number right there for Utah to hit. And so, 7468 sounds pretty good to me. Uh, But that's going to do it for the show. So, thank you for listening to another Swoop Saturday podcast presented by the Hive Sports. Guys, it's a a big Swoop Saturday. That's for sure. We got football. We got basketball. It's a great time to be a Utes fan. Uh, So, be sure to rate us five stars if you enjoyed the show. I hope you did. Uh, Please leave a review. Thanks again for all the support. And go Utes!